0: The Clean Love Project focuses on the metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to the cleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at the cleanloveproject.org. Welcome to you. Uni- <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: you were like, Whoa. <laughs>
0: Welcome to You Made Me Watch, the podcast where a married couple with a very significant and upsetting age <laughs> difference oh make each other watch a movie that the other one has never seen before. I'm child husband Mike Bobbitt with my old lady Allison Bobbitt. Oh
1: my God. What? I'm 11 years younger than you.
0: I know you are. Mm -hmm. And uh, you made me watch Save the Last Dance. Yeah. (laughs) You made me watch. Why'd you make me watch? Hip-hop the movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's Save the Last Dance. Get it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, real quick synopsis. Save the Last Dance, if you're not familiar, is a movie where a white girl has to move to the city because her mom is dead and she has to go live with her dad in uh, inner city Chicago. South side of Chicago. South side oh. of Chicago. She's a ballerina. But she can't dance anymore because she's too sad about her mom. But she learns about hip hop and now she can dance again.
0: Her mom dies because. um...
1: (laughs) 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 I don't know why that made me laugh so much. I'm so sorry.
0: I'm just trying to get my leg to the other side. (laughs) Sorry I didn't do it in a cool hip hop move.
1: I'm sorry.
0: Uh, her mom dies because uh, Julia Stiles is auditioning for Juilliard mm-hmm. and her mom promised her that she was b- going to be there yes. but her mom's a florist and there's a funeral and a wedding there's all sorts of and stuff a bunch of
1: people called in Yeah,
0: and um, <sighs> you know never mind that uh, the fact that people don't have funerals at the last minute or weddings mm-hmm. at the last minute for some reason her mom just doesn't know how to prepare in advance exactly and uh, so she dies on the way there because
1: she's Rushing.
0: Right. Because she
1: promised. the
0: evil Juilliard judge who looks like Martin Starr yes. um basically hired a truck driver to, <laughs> to murder, murder her, her mom. Her mom. So she would be forced to move to the south side of Chicago to live with Terry Kinney from HBO's Oz. Yes. And learn about hip hop. Yeah. And confront her own white privilege mm-hmm. and learn about racism.
1: Yes. Well, she also like I guess doesn't really know her dad that well because she, she calls him Roy the whole movie.
0: Right? Yeah. Well, her they don't really go into the details Mm-mm. of um, anything in no. this movie. Mm-mm. No. Um, this movie very
1: surface level.
0: Yeah, this vi- movie is about as deep as um, the skin of an onion. Just what? Yes. <laughs> Holy! You can see through this movie. Mm-hmm. It is, um, yeah, not deep. I wanted to see if maybe it was an issue of it being an MTV films type thing. And maybe the writer wrote something really, but nope. The writing team is responsible for the step up movies. And uh, don't really have a track record of wanting to hit big social issues, which no. was the critique of this movie at the time and is certainly still my critique of this movie uh, <laughs> 23 years after it came out. So um, uh, I thought it was one of those things that just in hindsight, I was like, "Ooh, this movie is not deep at all. But even no. in 2001, people were like, wow, this movie Barely mentions the fact that racism exists in the oh, world. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Here's my favorite part about this movie <laughs> it is high school kids who are just freely getting into a club. Right. Because one of their friends sometimes DJs there.
0: Yeah. Julia Stiles was 19 when uh, this was made, and uh, Sean Patrick Thomas, who plays the love interest, mm-hmm. was 30. So they have the same age difference as us. Oh. <laughs>
1: That is not true.
0: Yeah, it is. Is it really? No they're eleven. isn't. They're 11 years apart. 19 and 30.
1: No, that's not right. hmm Hold, please. No. Uh-huh. I'm, stop. Let me do the math. <laughs> okay. 30, 20, 90. Oh, my God, it is. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's insane.
0: It's also insane that... Sean Patrick Thomas was thirty years old, 30 years old playing, playing a high school a high senior. School senior, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, also, um, Kerry, Kerry Washington. Kerry Washington plays his sister, and her baby daddy is forty-seven years old. The actor? Uh, no, he looks old as shit, though.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Was he supposed to be in high school?
1: Maybe or- a couple of years older, but he's like. <laughs> He's not supposed to be that much older than her, Mm. like a couple years older. Yeah. But he looks like he's 40.
0: Yeah. What was... uh, I don't remember. What was his character's name? Kenny or something. Okay. Um, His age isn't on here. God damn it. Garland Witt. Let me Google it. All
1: right.
0: He's two years older than I am. So in 2001, he would have been 31 years old. (laughs)
1: That's still, like, what's old? mm mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's very clear that a lot of these actors are way too old. Yeah. Way too old to be playing high school students. I mean, that's pretty common, but it was... <laughs> it was goddamn ridiculous. Yeah. It was a lot of, like, 30-year-olds playing high school students.
0: Yeah. It sets up so many opportunities that it can really... You know, basically, race is brought up in the third act Mm -hmm. as the catalyst for uh, everything to go south or go sour when you find out that the bully in the movie, Mm -hmm. her beef with Julia Stiles is, you know, hey, it kind of sucks for white women to come in and take the black men who have a future. Yeah. And, you know, it it just really kind of sucks on a a huge level. And then Kerry Washington kind of agrees not kind of, but does agree with her. Like it, it, yeah, you know, it, it sucks that she bullied you, but it also sucks that you've done this and you're completely oblivious to this. And it's like Julia Stiles, first day of school kind of recognize like there's a quick shot of her seeing like oh there's only one table worth of white students in the cafeteria mm-hmm. um i'm a minority in this situation and then um she has the phone call with her friend from her old school mm-hmm. who her friends just sort of like i didn't know that there were white guys at that school and she's like eh, there aren't but you know like She never really...
1: She doesn't get it.
0: You don't really, like... It's not that you don't get her thoughts on race at all. It's that she doesn't have any. No. She's oblivious. Like, you... You kind of, like...
1: (sighs) The problem is that she's not, like, acknowledging that there is a problem
0: yeah it, it's like the really glow really gross thing that people say when they want to be progressive that i am um, that i always make fun of where <laughs> yes. it's like oh i don't see color yeah
1: it's oh, that okay. her
0: character legitimately doesn't seem to see color yeah and not acknowledging things is yeah. just as gross
1: yeah pretending um, you don't see your privilege is you know, or or just not seeing just turning a blind eye to your privilege. Yeah. Is like there was
0: so yeah. many opportunities for this to be a, a movie with any substance at all. Like, well, how does she address it with her old friends that, hey, I, I'm dating a black guy now, you know, mm-hmm. and you almost kind of see it with her dad when her dad. Answers the door and sees who her new boyfriend is that I was like, oh, is it going to turn out that her dad is kind of like racist, maybe? Mm -hmm. But even though like he's a jazz musician, so you would assume that he's playing with, you know, other musicians of color or mm-hmm. something like that, but it's just not acknowledged at all no. other than kind of like a, a double take yeah, from Roy. And, um, it got me kind of thinking too, that, um, Tom Kenny, uh, or Terry Kenny, um, who plays Roy is one of those Steppenwolf Chicago actors mm-hmm. with like Gary Sinise and Michael Shannon and everybody. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know of any famous actors of color to be part of the whole Steppenwolf family. So I, I wonder if it's just, uh, I, I I don't know. It's I don't something know. I really want to look into more. You know, hopefully, you know, um, the Steppenwolf Theater has some sort of diversity. I, I, I would like to think that it does. I but, hope so. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, and I heard another critique about um, and really good in this movie is uh Fredro Starr, who is one of the three guys from the band Onyx, who you didn't remember oh, yeah. at first until I played you uh, the, song. the song Slam, yeah, and then you were like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that song. Mm-hmm. He plays uh Malachi, <laughs> yeah. uh, from Children of the Corn. <laughs> Uh, he plays Malachi, who was, uh, Sean Patrick Thomas's best friend, yes. but their lives went completely different, yes. uh, because Malachi kind of took off the fall. Yeah. And didn't turn on Sean yeah, Patrick Thomas. Yeah. And, you know, he's just going to be a career thug. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you see that he's dealing drugs in, in school. Yeah. And he hits, uh, a black girl student, but yeah, when Julia Stiles goes to break it up, she doesn't get hit at all. So they no, kind of, but he
1: like threatens her.
0: Yeah, so they they kind of point out that like the white messiah character also doesn't isn't subjected to the same kind of physical mistreatment mm-hmm. that the actresses of color are in this movie. Like, there's so many gross things about. <laughs> The movie's um, tone deafness about the fact that they could have said literally anything about race, but chose not to. And I I get that this is just a movie about learning about hip hop. Um.
1: (laughs) I honestly, I totally get what you're saying. The movie is very tone deaf. However, it is an MTV movie. Uh, I think you're expecting a little too much out of it.
0: It being an MTV movie doesn't mean that it can't be smart. Like I, I think there are. It's some... an
1: MTV. It's an MTV movie from the early 2000s.
0: Yeah, but isn't my so-called life kind of groundbreaking for an MTV production? Yes. Yeah.
1: However, around this time, MTV was just churning out garbage.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So. I think this time period, it was not. It was very surface level. They were just trying to sell tickets. It was not.
0: Yeah, and
1: there was not a lot of depth. There was not a lot of um, trying to say anything other than.
0: I I guess if this had been a step up, like one of the movies from the Step Up franchise, <laughs> I wouldn't have expected much. But because. And maybe it's just the um, the, the acting is good. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's that is what threw me off, is that everyone in this movie does the best job they possibly can do with the material that they are given. Um with the exception of Julia Stiles, who does say hip hop.
1: Um, like, I've heard hip hop before.
0: Yeah. Like you and I kept making fun of, you know, like, what is this hip hop? And then when she has the line, I've heard hip hop before. Um, it, it's yes. like funnier than any of the things that we were like yes. joking that the dialogue could end up being. Mm-hmm. Um this is uh this is definitely a movie written by white people
1: <laughs> oh yeah Most yeah off, it is a movie written by white people about black people and a white person like being around a lot of black people yeah and um it's uh it's not smart about it at all it's it's very dumb it's very surface level it's uh <laughs> It's just, it's about a white person. Yeah. It's not about black people. It is about white people. It is about this one white person learning a little bit about hip hop. (laughs)
0: That's literally it. Learning (laughs) a little bit about the music of uh, a people, but not learning anything about the The people. The (laughs) people, correct. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because she really, (laughs) the best part is. (laughs) So she wants to learn about hip-hop so that she can re-audition for Juilliard, um, which she does. Because
0: she's a great ballerina, but her freestyle is is, just lacking.
1: It is lacking. But then she learns hip-hop, and uh, she crushes it. My favorite part is I was like, get ready to see the best dance you've ever seen.
0: Yeah, she recently parried her own dance on SNL. Mm-hmm.
1: With Chloe Feynman.
0: Yeah, which is what brought this movie back to your radar.
1: Yes. And I was like, oh yeah, that movie's hilarious. Um, so yeah, we got to see the best dance ever. It's so hip-hop. And my favorite part is that Martin Starr pulls his glasses down his nose and says, I can't say this on the record yet, but welcome to juilliard <laughs> yeah
0: and, and we should say it's it's one of the judges who looks a lot like martin Starr. yes but he also has like a goatee so he also has kind of like um al pacino as uh the devil in uh, whichever <laughs> yes. movie keanu reeves movie that is i can't oh, remember I and uh so yeah it it, it would have been uh only slightly more absurd if it did turn out that the character was the devil <laughs> but there is a sequel to this movie so maybe it does turn out that the character is the devil no. and orchestrated all of this from the beginning
1: <laughs> Ooh, maybe maybe um yeah it's fun i think the club scenes are 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 pretty silly
0: you know i I don't have a lot of experience being in black clubs, but I have been in a black dance club. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was for a much older clientele, mm-hmm. but it was nothing like this. Like, this, re- this to me, felt like a dance club. Uh, like, it felt to me like an urban dance club, like the club and hackers felt <laughs> to, to, like, a real teen club. <laughs> like...
1: Oh. It was, it was, it was sort of accurate. There were things about it that were accurate, but also like there were, there were a lot of teenagers there. Like it was, it was like everybody from high school. It was everyone from their high school was there. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but it just doesn't really happen. Yeah, there,
0: there wouldn't be any raids on the club that Mm -hmm. all these kids are getting in with clearly fake IDs. Yes, the
1: fakest of like. Maybe, maybe you could get into a club with a fake ID once if it's a really good fake. But honestly, they check so much right now because clubs can get fined and they can lose their liquor license. They can get shut down. Like, it's a big deal. The amount of high school kids in this club drinking and dancing and like some, I mean, some places do have 18 and older nights. But this is not that kind of a club and there's no way. There's just no. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> the awkwardness of julia Stiles trying to order a drink in the club if this movie had been about an alien who came down to earth <laughs> yes. to learn about human culture mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that would have checked out more the way she was like i would like <laughs> she's practically like i would like three units of beer please <laughs> she's like
1: i'll have a beer any beer i was like the f- what Miss Ma'am, no. (laughs) They were probably like, oh my God. Yeah. They were like, she clearly has never drank before. Yeah, it was good times.
0: I know that this was a revenge pick after I made you watch The Warriors, Mm -hmm. but I felt like The Warriors was at least comically funny for you. this
1: was funny because of the hip hop. I... Oh, you had to get all mad about it because you felt like it was a social commentary that didn't do it right.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It sounds like you made it a little too personal and you didn't need to.
0: Well, I'm what they call an ally. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because listen, I've been listening to the hip hop oh since the God. worst, <laughs> since the first wave of hip hop. Okay. You know, they credit a lot of times Russell Simmons and Rick Rubin with introducing hip hop to the suburbs, <laughs> but I was listening to hip hop before Run DMCs mm-hmm. and the Beastie Boys.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the Beastie Boys? it didn't take Def Jam to make oh me God. realize that hip hop was a form of music.
1: I'm going to fight you. How very dare
0: you.
1: Uh (laughs) I think you're expecting way too much out of a stupid teen flick.
0: Yeah, this was a a stupid teen flick. Yes, it was. Yeah.
1: So. It
0: it did make me happy to read, you know, when I I Googled Save the Last Dance (laughs) and uh, what came up was controversy. And I was like, oh, "Oh." (laughs) and it was all about, you know, uh that it uh handled race with less nuance than an after school special. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of it is a lot of t- articles about Julia Stiles talking about how she didn't know how to dance and I'm like hey it shows.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you could tell.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the first dance club uh scene where she's <laughs> trying to dance with uh What's his name? Sean yeah. William Scott Sha- Stifler. No, it's Sean Patrick Thomas. It's that was embarrassing. Yeah, I was like, is she two stepping? What's she doing? Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was fun for me to watch it again. I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, but it was funnier this time.
0: Yeah, I I, I mean it it's a PG dance movie. Mm-hmm. Uh if you go in expecting a rated PG dance movie about combining yeah you know what it is it it's the same formula as what was the ice skating hockey one that you made me watch
1: the cutting edge
0: yeah it's one of those it, it's a Reese's peanut butter cup movie it's uh when one person has chocolate and another person has peanut butter and they put them together and they make a delicious snack. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that you kind of set the bar as silly as the cutting edge was, I guess I was hoping for something closer to that mm-hmm. instead of, um, I don't know. It, it, it felt like, a like, a. A diet Reese's peanut butter cup that <laughs> after consuming this, I knew I was going to have really bad
1: diarrhea. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. The drops. <laughs> you're so silly. Um, well, I'm sorry that you weren't as happy with it. No, I, you're
0: not. You are delighted that I was I am delighted that you're yeah. not as
1: happy with it. <sighs> it feels really good. Um, <laughs> but I had a good time watching it. Um. The hip-hop, <laughs> watching a girl as white as me learn about hip-hop is hilarious. I,
0: I, and again, I will say that I think the acting was really good. Mm, um, yes. With the exception of Julia Stiles, who I, I did not think did a really great job. Uh, I am surprised that uh, Sean Patrick Thomas and Fred Starr haven't had bigger careers because... Oh. And I know Fred star you know, music is probably his main thing with Onyx. And, uh, you know, maybe Sean Patrick Thomas does a lot of theater. I, I'm not sure. But, you know, he has a lot of things where he does like a, an episode or two of this, you know, here or there. Um, this is Kerry Washington's first big screen role. She was a substitute teacher yeah. when she got cast in this. And use the money that she made from this to buy herself a laptop computer but she had to start substituting elementary school because uh she said that a lot of the high school kids that she was teaching were just like "Ooh, let's see Chanel from save the last dance teach us french and she just didn't want to deal with the teenage boys um so uh yeah it it um
1: he did uh, one of the barbershop movies, and it looks okay. like he was most recently in the movie Till about Emmett Till. It okay.
0: Carrie was, um- Washington, you know, has had a, a pretty good career. I loved her in Django Unchained. I know it's not a popular pick, but mm-hmm. it is my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. I know. It's nice to see her, like right out of the gate, her first big screen acting role mm-hmm. it's just like oh yeah no you have chops you see that you yeah. have chops right from the get-go yeah so uh, um yeah sean
1: patrick I- thomas until is like fifth build so he's like right under whoopi goldberg so he's oh, okay it looks like he's doing pretty well it looks like he's
0: yeah and um he's in uh gen v the mm-hmm. uh boys uh spinoff series okay. and i um I only watched the first three episodes of that, but I watched it um, almost a year and a half ago uh, in a preview. And I don't remember him in it too much. And I know he did uh, one of the voices for There's a Boys cartoon. I think he did that. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, so I know that he works regularly. He
1: does. He honestly... He's he's looks like he's a very successful working actor like he has names in a lot of the stuff. Sometimes he's like guard number 2, but a lot of yeah, them he's but, got a name.
0: Yeah, but he has a lot of like on-screen charisma mm-hmm. and he's doing a lot of the heavy lifting for the chemistry that he and Julia Stiles has together. That's true. And it just kind of makes me think like why hasn't he had a a bigger chance to lead you know something bigger
1: as much as i hate to say it i think it's because there are not a ton of roles for black men
0: no i i I know i definitely i get that but which is
1: frustrating yeah and
0: when you do get them a lot of times it tends to be oh kevin hart's going to sell a lot of tickets yeah so we're going to put him in this movie just because he's a big name. Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. no, I, I I get it. But, um, I I just thought he was a really, really, really strong actor. Yeah. And, um,
1: well, hopefully we see more of him. Yeah. It seems like he's, he's on an upswing in his career.
0: Yeah, that would be good. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to get through the rest of Gen V Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because it is a fun, series yeah. and uh I like the boys un- television universe. Yeah. It, it's very funny for me because the comic was unreadable even though it's a Garth Ennis comic and mm. Garth Ennis was created preacher which is my all-time yeah, favorite comic one. book series. Mm-hmm. But uh pretty much everything else Garth Ennis wrote I find pretty much unreadable because it's a lot of uh angry low-brow shock value mm. bullshit.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Mm. Yeah, but um, not for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, there there's a lot of preacher that doesn't age well either. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, yeah uh, I'll be excited to look out for him in Gen V. So all right. So thank you for uh letting me watch something that had really good performances <laughs> in it.
1: You're welcome. So what are you making me watch next?
0: I, I'm gonna break the curse or break the streak. Of, you know, I want to consciously go back and forth between watching movies that I'm reasonably sure that I think you will enjoy to watching movies that it's going to be a long shot mm-hmm. that you enjoy. So next week, I'm going to make you watch a movie that I am reasonably sure. That you are going to enjoy. It's also a movie that your dad has recommended. Okay. We are going to watch Robin Williams in The Fisher King.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm here for it.
0: Well, you have to be because that's sort of the premise of the podcast. That's
1: true. Yes. All right. All righty.
0: Well, did you save the last dance for me? Because I want to show you my hip hop moves. (laughs) I can't wait. Basically, I'm just going to twerk my butt all over your crotch. (laughs) That
1: sounds so hot. It's going to be. I bet.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because
0: I'm wearing my Cisco.
1: Oh, cool. My thong thong, thong, thong. thong, song.
0: Well, until next week.
1: Okay, bye. Bye.